This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. We are so excited to share something new we've been working on. We have now launched the Enneagram 8 community. This is a community where Enneagram 8s can come together to feel seen and heard for the heart of who they are, a place where you can just be you. If you're interested in joining us here, go to the Enneagram8community.com to sign up. What animal do you relate to? I have two guinea pigs. You know, they are very brave, opinionated animals. No, they, I didn't know you, that. They don't want to harm you at all, but they are going to be so loud when they want something or when they don't like something. They have character. <laughs> Probably people wouldn't guess it because it uh, looks like a big potato. This is making me so happy. <laughs> You're humming along and you do eight different interviews and they all say lion, cheetah, and then someone says guinea pig and the world looks brighter. When you say that lion is brave, it's not true, is it? They have like teeth and claws. It's not that difficult for them like to kill something. But you know, the little fluffy potato is not a predator at all. But yes. they're still gonna bitch about soggy vegetables. I accept that. You might have just <laughs> made a case for guinea pigs being the eight animal. Tri-type 846. This is the tri-type that definitely gets the hardest rap. All its descriptors are pretty intense and a lot of them are quite negative. It's the biggest, boldest of the eights. It's the one that most stereotypes are based on. And yet, in typical 8 fashion, Terry owns all of it. She has a way of accepting each and every component of what makes up her tri-type in kind of a hands-open, unapologetic way, while at the same time being completely open to talking through her blind spots, what needs to change, how it gets her into trouble. No defensiveness at all. This tri-type is most characterized by its outward expression. There is nothing built in that puts on the brakes, that holds back, that naturally enables them to pause and deliberate internally before they say the thing. And so as you can imagine, this gets them into a lot of trouble, but at the same time makes them the truth tellers that they are. While other people are pausing and trying to get their wording right, they're just going to say the thing. And don't we know that sometimes a thing just really needs to be said? Before the moment passes, a thing just needs to be said. And while these eights are striving to fine-tune exactly how they deliver that truth, as they grow and mature, they are always going to be willing to bear the cost that comes with saying the truth to begin with. You're like, I am people, one of these people. <laughs> I pretty much knew that in the beginning. There were like weird situations when uh, I was like listening to you and it started getting a little intense and I started crying I was like what the fuck no <laughs> yes you've heard many stories like this it's how you know you definitely are resonating when it's uncomfortable yeah. and emotional since yeah. we don't like either yeah. of those things well how about you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself okay so that's actually the hardest question there mm -hmm. who I am you know so just basically, I'm, I'm just a girl, a little bit of a woman, a little bit of a child. Uh, I'm 26. I live in Czech Republic. I live in Prague currently. I do uh, public relations for a living. You know, many aides that I listen to the, in, in your podcast, 
do something uh, like for the society or something that is really noble or something like that. That's probably not my case. <laughs> so I'm laughing because I actually went to school for public relations. That's what I got. My really? <laughs> yes. And I have a question because the reason why I didn't end up using it, apart from the fact that I had a bunch of kids, is that I realized if I didn't find a company I could completely align with, I was not going to be able to lie for them, right? Because to be a public relations person means you're essentially giving them a good image and you're trying to gloss over mistakes they make. And I was like, I can't lie. I'm the worst. I'm the worst at doing this. If they are doing something yeah. I don't believe in, I'm going to destroy them. And so I was like, I can't do this. So how do you like, do it? Luckily, I think that uh, the company I work in um, has quite a good ethics. So there was not a problem in that area so far. I know that it can uh, come up. I'm not sure that how exactly I'm going to handle it. <laughs> I wouldn't lie. We don't lie. We couldn't do it. And my bosses are really great. I think that's uh, one of the reasons that I kind of stick to yeah. what I do. Because they are so great. I can, I can really respect them. That's very rare. <laughs> it is. That's why I give up. <laughs> I'm not going to find a company I believe in. I'm just not. A person who is right uh, above me. She's a, she's a nine, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, it helps me a lot because uh, she can like uh, put things very calm and harmonious way for me. So I don't feel like that I'm under pressure right. or that I have to do something that I would not be comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And uh, like the head of the whole apartment, I believe she's a, she's a one. So she definitely has a, a strong ethics. <laughs> That's right. That's actually pretty ideal for you. I wanted to know how you figured out this was your tri-type. I was pretty sure I was an eight from the beginning. The other type that uh, I found that it somehow resonated with me also was uh, four. Because, you know, the stereotype of an eight is like being strong and uh, argue a lot and don't have many emotions. And I have like so, so many of them all the yeah. time. It's like emotional roller coaster. And, uh, you know, sometimes when um, we talk about the dry type with a four, it's like, okay, so we are in touch with our emotions and that's great. But we are also moody and mm -hmm. somewhat of a drama queen. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember and once my husband called me dramatic and I got so angry. I was so angry, which just kind of highlighted that I'm in fact dramatic. <laughs> and uh, mostly when uh, I was a teenager, I was very much in this uh, four place. I know everyone who is a teenager is a little bit toxic. We are trying to get out of that to like healthy person. But I was very much about, you know, I'm so special. Everyone else is so great, but everything is so colorful. It's like, wow, <laughs> to talk about it. Do you find that you have a very pronounced aesthetic? Like, do you wear a very specific thing? And is your home decorated a very specific way? I would say that I have a specific style, but I wouldn't say it's like extravagant or something like that. It just has to be authentic. That's right. It has to be uh, me very much. 
my home, no one would say it like stands out as being very showy, but it is so me. People walk in and they go, this is mm-hmm. so you. Mm-hmm. And do you find that the four in you has that kind of when you get hurt, you withdraw and you kind of always feel a little bit like a, an outsider in the world? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, very much. Sometimes when uh, it gets really intense for me in some situation, I don't know, for example, like a, a fight, but it doesn't have to be a fight. It just has to be intense. And I express a lot of things. I'm focused on me, on my feelings yep. in that moment. And when uh, something like come against it, I'm like very stunned in that moment. Not because I like don't want to hear it or don't want to deal with it, but it takes me some time to like uh, get together so I could really like work with that, with others' emotions. I think the big difference, how you know you're working with us moving to five versus four in our tri-type, the difference is that the four part of us, when it withdraws, we feel like we're being weak. Like we don't like it. I don't like the part of me that feels hurt and I withdraw. I feel like I'm being moody and it annoys me. Whereas a five, they love to withdraw. That's like part of who they are and they act. it's part of their identity. Sometimes I like uh, react certain way and I feel weak about it. And then I get angry again that... Yeah. I'm weak, but also because I'm angry at me that I'm weak. Like I should be able to like accept me, right? Or something Mm like that. (laughs) It is is a spiral, that's for sure. And then the six, how do you think that fits? Because what the six ought to be bringing you is a, a sense of, at its worst, it makes you very suspicious of people's motives. So you're always looking for the the things people are holding back from you, what they're not telling you, where they're being inconsistent, where they are not having integrity. And so you're just always, always tracking and always seeing that in people. And then, of course, the eight and four means you're going to say it out loud. <laughs> yeah, you can't see, but I'm nodding all, all, all this time. <laughs> yes, yes your posture first is distrust and then people have to earn your trust and your main posture is far more suspicious yeah i'm like testing people all the time i i don't always do it on purpose but it just it's just a part of me yeah you don't have a choice yes you don't eight with six is scanning for whether or not people are who they say they are whether or not they're trustworthy it's just what you do yeah i'm very skeptical of everything i mean like the worst thing someone can do is like start with something and then be like, oh, no, I, I can't tell you. Right. It's like, <laughs> oh, no, no, just please. No. That's just <laughs> mean. <laughs> crazy. I need more planning than uh, most eights or eights without the, the six part. I really need some like strategy of things, some uh, some system, a little bit at least. If we don't have plan at all, it makes me anxious. Yeah, I don't like it. I just I wanna I wanna do some planning. I mean, I wanna be in control of the planning, of course, but <laughs> but uh, it really makes me feel uh, better. Yeah, it would make you feel safer, more Definitely. safe. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Catherine Favre's quote about this tri-type. 
says that you're intuitive, inquisitive, protective. You want to be original. You want to be certain. And you're very straightforward. You're highly sensitive and emotional. And you're always tracking inconsistencies in people. You're kind of like a canary in a coal mine. So you're just very sensitive to hidden agendas, people who are being deceptive, ulterior motives. And you're very intense, super (laughs) intense. Does that sound like you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I very much identify with the canary thing. I think that I see every potential risk that can happen, but not all the way from the perspective of the six. It's not like from the anxiety, but I just see every possibility, everything that can happen and uh, that I can deal with. Uh, It doesn't really matter if it's like a practical thing or like emotional thing, anything. (laughs) Do you have a story where where you called something out because you saw it? And then just tell me like how that went down and how people reacted to it. Well, I think that's in general, it's really hard to say if it's just me being an eight or me being like eight for six. <laughs> Canary thing also means that uh, I know that I tend to see like too much. And sometimes it's uh, it's unnecessary. Anything that uh, doesn't seem right, um, uh, I'm going to call it out. And uh, I know that uh, it's uh, it can be a lot for people because they feel like they need to um, explain themselves a lot. You know, I, I know that it's uh, hard to deal with me sometimes. I try to like calm myself down. There is no need to be in control of every situation. And uh, you need to let it go sometimes. (laughs) Have you gotten better at that? Partly, yes. But sometimes it's just stronger than me. (laughs) (laughs) Because you feel it all through your body, right? It's a full body reactivity that's compelling you that you must speak. Yeah. And sometimes I try to calm myself down and be, okay, we don't need to talk about this. But if I don't, it's usually kind of stuck with me for some time. It, ju- it doesn't go away. It ju- it's just there. And it's just waiting for me to say it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, this isn't worth it. I need to just say it. <laughs> really, really. But, but the time when uh, like, I think about it, then uh, I can find a way which is the right way to communicate the thing I feel is the problem, whatever it is. The biggest problem that your tri-type runs into is the fact that there is a whole bunch of people in the world that actually just don't want to know the truth. They don't want to know. And they really, really don't want to be uncomfortable. And so they're busy walking around in the world going, ah, da-da, I don't see that, da-da-da, I don't hear that. And then you're in the room going, I see this. I hear this and you're you're pointing out the thing they've been trying to avoid very carefully. (laughs) Yeah. And I have opinion for everything. So I'm not making it any easier for them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. The other nickname for you is that you're a pit bull, which means like a dog that bites and doesn't want to let go of something. (laughs) Why can't we just deal with something? You know, we can deal with it and then it's been dealt with. It's fine. We can move on. (laughs) The name Truth Teller, did you like it? Does it fit you? Yeah, I like it. Tell me more (laughs) about what it means to you. Like what is important about the truth and why is it so important that you that you name it? What's your motivation? I guess that it feels in this 
sense a noble thing. You always should tell the truth. And it doesn't mean you need to be harsh. I mean, that's my problem that sometimes <laughs> I'm harsh. But I, I know that it doesn't have to be like that. I know that the truth can be put in a very nice way that doesn't have to be hurtful or something. So right. I kind of strive to learn to do that. But you... it's also uh, it's difficult to balance that because I really feel that I need to do that. Like, you know, tell the truth, tell what I think and feel at the moment. But I also know that uh, what I feel is the truth at the moment. It's not always the truth. The objective so, truth. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But you're like very self-aware. That's <laughs> good. That's <laughs> good. So I try to wait it a little bit before yes. I do it. But I always need to address it. So Catherine Favre, one of the things she says about your tri-type is that you're really, really happy when you feel like what you can offer people is to protect them from being taken advantage of or being misled. Yeah, I get very angry when, uh, when I see that uh, someone that uh, I care about or I love is being taken advantage of. I mean, I would be probably very good in like unions. You know, like advocating for people's benefit is definitely easier for me than to do it for myself. And for example, at work, when we, um, I don't know, negotiate like race or something, mm -hmm. and there are uh, people uh, who are uh, at the same like position as, as me, it's me who goes first because I know that I can manage and it's going to be easier for them. And oh, yes. if I think that's fair, I'm just. I, I kind of like doing that or not like, like that I'm enjoying the situation. I'm usually actually nervous, mm -hmm. but I like that I can do that for them because I know they deserve it. Yeah. It's your superpower. It's, it's what you do yeah. compulsively. It's like what you were made to do. Do you relate to, can tell when they're being false? You can tell when they're bullshitting. You just know. Usually I do. But I know that I have some like blind spots. Okay. I know that some people, for probably nines, they have like uh, the kind of opposite superpower that uh, they can calm me down and maybe even if they would be bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, what it is about them, but. Uh, because I believe that they are not going to harm me or yeah. something like that, that I'm like, okay, I'm going to accept this version of truth, even mm -hmm. though I know it's not exactly like that. But, but their motive is pure and you can tell. Yeah. And so you'll accept it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of what, uh, what, my, what my mom does and what yeah. my boyfriend does. Mm -hmm. And I know that they are sometimes just being really nice to me, even yeah. though they are bullshitting a little bit, but I'm going to get them some slack. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. So nines are your, your best managers. <laughs> awesome. Your reactivity managers. <laughs> so basically to sum up just your tri-type before we just move on to eight 
generally. There is a triad that deals with how you relate to the world. And this tri-type is completely out of balance in that it is all in the reactive group. Four is reactive, six, eight is reactive. And so it means that you're triple reactive. And this is what that's all about. These types, all three of them, they cope with conflict, not by keeping everything inside, but by voicing and expressing it outwardly. So they express their concerns, they express their feelings, they express their opinions and their position, and it amplifies everything. And it makes you feel safer to get it out. Like you feel like your way of getting through it is to express it and get it out. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, when you when you express something, then you get the reaction of people too. So you kind of know where you stand. It seems practical sometimes. <laughs> it's like you lay out all your cards. It's all outward. It's all laid out on the table. Whereas, um, as you would have heard by now, with some of the other tri-types, especially the ones with five, they mm-hmm. feel more secure if they hold back. So they, yeah. they keep everything I, I, close I, to their chest mm-hmm. until they have all the proper data and information. And then they feel way more powerful once they have gathered everything they need. And then they go. And they present it, which is just so different than you. So very, very different. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do it uh, from the other point because yeah. I uh, I would express something and usually I would be very strong about it. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't necessarily mean that I am strong about it. Yeah. When someone has like a good point about something, I am like, okay, that's actually true. And uh, I can like, integrate it into my version (laughs) absolutely six does this a lot right they do test people (laughs) by like shooting from the hip and seeing how you react (laughs) and and then based on how the person reacts that's how they kind of like posture themselves so it's like a test (laughs) you're hard to miss that may be true but you know on the other hand i wouldn't say that i got these all stereotypical uh, characteristic of, of an eight because I know that I sound energetic, but it's when I discuss things, when I debate, because I'm very opinionated. Yeah. But I actually quite enjoy uh, just doing my things, being calm. And uh, I miss like the seven power yeah. that um, some of you do have. Yes. The sunshiny, optimistic. Yes. Like, yes. I'm grateful for it. It's it's what keeps me in balance for sure. I wanted to know if you knew your instinct. Do you know if you're social, sexual, or self-preservation? Oh, I'm definitely, I'm definitely sexual first and self-preservation second. Yeah. I'm not very people person. All of that amplifies your tri-type. You don't have a whole lot pulling you back because, <laughs> because the <laughs> sexual is very intense, whereas the social would help you play better in a group. <laughs> I think that I'm not I'm not like bad in groups when yeah. there are you know like up to six eight people maybe I would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But then it gets uh, it gets weird mm-hmm. because I can't focus on people. For example, when I when I hosted uh, a party, I was really excited about it because like I wanted to, you know, like make everyone be as excited as I was. But it was really hard to concentrate because I couldn't focus on each individual. 
that is the perpetual problem for a sexual eight is we really yeah. want to focus. We want to focus one-on-one. And when we can't do that, it yeah. feels like we're not able to use our superpowers because our superpowers exactly. have to do with was, being able to go deep. <laughs> I wasn't able to tell if everyone is doing fine. Yeah, exactly. Because there were too many. I just couldn't. <laughs> yep, same. Oh, I relate. I relate to that so much. I really do. And it's gotten worse with age. I am more and more unhappy in a group and I'm far happier just having coffee with one friend at a time. Yeah. So that's the luck of being social. Welcome to the club. (laughs) It's all right. The world needs us. We have a place. You know, I I really like that I'm being sexual age because I really like the intensity. Well, of course. Yes. But I, I also see the superpower of the ones who are social well they and make it's... everything run smoothly they just do it yeah, feels and so it's... mysterious to me and i i see that as a as a weakness for me right. because yes. uh, my partner he works uh, with children like on camps and things like that and he's he's trying to pursue me that i would try that but i could not do that i would feel bad that I don't give enough attention to each of these kids. Yes. It's like scaring me. (laughs) But it also wouldn't feel satisfying to you because the reality is that people who are social first, they get energized by the group because they can feel how the group's doing and they just know how to speak that language. But we get tired. We're just kind of meh. So why would you put yourself in that situation? Yeah, I know. It would be a challenge. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's one I just am happy to not be victorious at. <laughs> and I'm like, I should not be a coward and not at least consider. <laughs> or, or you should just be you. How about you just be you? I said no, because the sticks in me was like, no, we don't want to do that. <laughs> but then I was in my mind, maybe I should consider. I could learn. Yeah, I guess. I like when people stay in their lanes. (laughs) It doesn't seem like I would be a fit for that. Yeah. Why don't you let the social firsts do that? Thank you. Because they don't want (laughs) to do what we do. They really don't. (laughs) So someone has to do it. (laughs) Okay. So how about just let's talk eight just generally. What is it about eight that you just absolutely 100% knew it was you? I am lusty. The lust. You know, I just want everything in the most intensive way and more. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, when I say everything, it changes to what it means for me. I just can't get enough of what I want at the moment. Yeah, and it's very uh, tactile, right? It's like sensual. It has to do with taste, touch, smell, everything, right? Yeah. My senses, they uh, influence me a lot. In good and bad way. Like my uh, my partner is making fun of me that I'm like a golden retriever because it also kind of steals my attention. Yes. When we are like uh, in the nature and there is something beautiful, I'm going to be like, wow, look at that. What do you think is kind of the hardest part about being you? The whole combination just of eight and all the things that go with it. And then what's the best? The worst. For me, it's probably uh, to trying to find the balance of uh, being authentic to me and uh, to be what uh, I see as strong and brave 
but also to be kind, warm, and calm, and making people feel good. Because uh, I really try to do that. I know that uh, it's a long path. <laughs> it's, it's hard sometimes, but I really try to be more uh, present so that I could distinguish my own reactivity and what the other person needs. You know, it's uh, really hard to express. I understand, for sure. The reactivity blinds us almost. It hijacks us. And it means that we're not able to take in information we need to be able to really sense what the other person is going through. I want to be true to myself so I could really use my superpowers. I'm really glad I am an eight. It's a blessing. Mm -hmm. But also it can be a real curse because we accidentally hurt people, but also us when we are not uh, in the moment. Yes. When we just... You know, it's, it can turn so fast. Mm -hmm. So yes. that's kind of the best thing, but also the worst thing. I know that with very few words, I can make someone feel better because they would see me as uh, someone they can count on as a, as a sort of protection. But I also know that I can easily make them cry if I'm not cautious. It doesn't happen that often lately and i think that people that would uh, meet me now for the first time and i, I mean i hope <laughs> that that wouldn't happen at all but i know it's there <laughs> i know that i'm capable of that because it, it happened in the past so probably you know just keeping the balance so in a nutshell what's the very best part of being an eight i really like that we're strong <laughs> you know even when it's situation that it's not comfortable you know I, I'm, i'm just gonna go with an example of what i was trying to say i was uh, discussing with uh, with my friend uh, who is a four and uh, i trust her very much she's like so great at giving advice and uh, i was talking about some issues i was i was having and that I felt weak, and uh, that's why I couldn't do something. And she was like, okay, but vulnerability isn't weak. Mm -hmm. That's being strong and brave. I was like, oh, right. <laughs> okay, I don't like it, but I see it <laughs> as a goal now. <laughs> <laughs> so I like that we kind of can turn anything into our advantage yeah the moment we decide that it's the goal or it's yeah. the thing we're gonna grab hold of we're gonna do it <laughs> and i really like that we can care for people deeply i also see that as a superpower it hurts a lot because but know, it's worth it i know that i haven't talked about it much because we were so in the moment right now but it's definitely the most important thing for me that uh, i could care and provide for the people that I love and uh, I think that being eight is actually helping me do that because mm -hmm. I don't see it as a burden it just comes naturally for me. We have all the passion, all the energy, all the love to give. That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface and you'll continue to follow along as we take you inside the armor. <laughs> 
three words to describe you. I'm patient, stubborn, caring. Do you have any tattoos? No. What makes you cry? Oh gosh, so many things. Like, I mean, so many things. That really gives your four a platform there. <laughs> right there. You proved it. Your foreignness right there. What's your happy place? Doesn't really matter that much. Uh, it depends uh, on the people. But I really like my home. Favorite color? You know, I probably don't have one. I think that every color fits for something else. I wonder if that's a four thing. We're like, <laughs> color is beauty. How am I supposed to pick a favorite? Okay, what is your drink of choice in the morning? And what is your drink of choice at night? Oh, coffee. Definitely coffee in the morning and coffee during the day. How do you take and your coffee? Usually black. In the evening, I'm, I'm actually quite a tea person. And by tea, I mean more like herbs. What fiction character reminds you of you? I really like Maleficent. The way that she was hurt, but the process of her starting to like the child, the little baby was like giggling and she was like, I hate you. But you knew she's lying. Yep. And it was a vulnerable <laughs> and, little creature that needed loving. So yeah, the princess, the child, she was not scared of her at all. That's probably what helped that it was okay. She was like, you're supposed to be scared of me. The world wasn't seeing her right because she's actually soft. But the kid finally saw her the way she actually yeah, is. She was, she was so soft. When people see through my tough act, they're going to be my friends forever. What animal do you relate to? I have two guinea pigs. You know, they are very brave, opinionated animals. No, they, I didn't know you, that. They don't want to harm you at all. But they are going to be so loud when they want something or when they don't like something. They have character. <laughs> Probably people wouldn't guess it because it uh, looks like a big potato. This is making me <laughs> so happy. <laughs> You're humming along and you do eight different interviews and they all say lion, cheetah, and then someone says guinea pig and the world looks brighter when you say that lion is brave it's not true is it they have like teeth and claws it's not yes. that difficult for them like to kill something but you know the little fluffy potato is not a predator at all but yes. they're still gonna bitch about soggy vegetable i accept that you might have just <laughs> made a case for guinea pigs being the eighth animal